Cool. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. You? Uh, not too bad. Um, <laughs> uh, we before starting recording, we're just complaining of how hot it is. Uh, that uh, that issue is continuing here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm totally not looking forward to uh, later in the summer here in Montreal where it starts getting humid. But uh, it's it's pretty good here so far. Nice. Yeah. You know, I I've only been to Montreal in the summer, and it was like brutal brutal hot and i uh, i don't know like i i growing up my my um my mom is from uh ontario mm. uh kind of saint Catharines area the golden horseshoe if yeah you yeah and so i'd spend the summers in ontario every year and i just remember it was like my view of ontario was that it was this incredibly hot humid place because yeah. yeah. ver- so oh so rarely went in the winter right and same with montreal i mean it's weird there's ice storms and stuff and yet yeah <laughs> the summers are so brutal so yeah i don't know yeah, there's well, there's a lot of humidity here, so yeah, during we get tons of snow in the winter, and I guess it's it's just like disgusting in the summer, uh, which I haven't really had to deal <laughs> with that summer, for yeah. a while. Like, uh, obviously, I lived in Toronto f- several years back and and dealt with it then, but honestly, even when I was in Australia, like it got up to around forty degrees Celsius, but it was pretty dry if I remember. Uh, dry, at least yeah. in the summer, uh, and then yeah, Vancouver was like nothing. Uh, yeah, and San Francisco was in its own weird little bubble. So, yeah, yep. uh, th- this this is potentially going to be my worst summer in years. Yeah, um, you, I, I'm sure it's not just my experience in Asia is quite limited. So I always talk about Japan. I'm sure it's like this in mm-hmm. a lot of Asia, but like Tokyo, oh man, the summers are like uh, kill me. So I went through a few of those. That wasn't too fun. Uh, but it's been quite a while since I've really gone through one of those summers. It gets hot here though, man. Like. Seriously, like, uh, it was like a hundred a few years back, in obviously magic numbers. numbers. So, <laughs> yeah, was, I, uh, maybe that's forty. And it, in it doesn't. I don't really know. It doesn't matter how often I hear Fahrenheit. Whenever I hear someone say a hundred, I always think a boiling point. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I've I've for better or for worse. I mean, I've thought of Fahrenheit as the stupidest thing in the whole universe my yeah. whole entire life. And when I moved to America, it was like, well. People use it, and I still, when people say it's 70, it's 80, I have no idea what they're talking about. So yeah. I should force this upon myself. So I set everything, like my phone is in Fahrenheit. And it's uh, interesting working in tech because, <laughs> I mean, not that many people are, like, born and raised in the United States. So, like, everyone you talk to, they talk Celsius. They, right. They, you know, so I'm glad I, uh, I still understand real temperature. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you were working in... Uh, you know, somewhere where you had to perform calculations of, uh, you know, like JPL or NASA or something, you'd be using uh, the metric system as well, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but anyhow, we digress. We should uh, jump into today's topic. Exactly. Uh, so when was the last time you died in a video game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were playing I'll Contra hop- recently, right? <laughs> I'll hop right on to another digression. Um, uh, so my daughter recently, I think I've been mentioning this a bit back, but she's been uh, taking kind of an interest in, I, I don't know if it's that she's interested in like games, but like just, I don't know. She knows that the Nintendo is something you turn on and then I use the controller to make stuff happen on the screen and it's yeah. like, so much fun for her to watch. So uh, I try and pick games that are just like, like I'm not going to try and play an RPG or something because yeah. it's always like she gets bored and wants to change the game in 15 minutes and you know so I've been playing through uh, Rockman X the original nice and I'm almost at the end now through a whole bunch of little sessions with her not with any it started without me really trying to beat the game but I realized well I'm playing this so much I might as well start saving the passwords yeah. so uh, 
a lot. I mean, well, it's not like a brutally hard game, but like some of the bosses without the secret weapons are no fun. I don't, yeah. You've, you've beaten it, I assume. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Like if you haven't played that in a while, you're, you're obviously going to forget all the magic places that there's enemies and stuff and you're going to lose health and... Power-ups. Well, do you remember the spider boss? Yes, I hated that one. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, I had a really hard time with that. Yeah, that's no fun at all. I, I haven't... I've, I've heard, like... I don't know. There's like tricks, but I've, I'm just trying to beat it, and it's mm. like, uh, like I uh, I wasted I think six straight lives last night. That wasn't too fun. Nice. Uh, well, I was I was just gonna say when I was a kid, I I could not beat that game. Um, it wasn't until I was an adult and they re-released like the whole collection on I think, uh, either I think I got it on GameCube, uh, and it wasn't until oh, yeah. uh, you know I was like 26 or something and playing it then uh, that I was able to actually take it all the way from start to finish i don't know if i beat it when i was young i don't remember like the ending and stuff but i i remember like i've beaten it um Mm. and it was when i was an adult as well and i played it when i was younger so i I, maybe i'm mixing up the memories like i don't really remember but this is not my first time through the game i do remember the the pain points uh definitely this spider is brutal and then i remember sigma at the very end was Mm. pretty hard although once you get the pattern down i think his first couple forms are okay yeah uh but yeah he's he's a bastard yeah he's he's pretty brutal and you know back when i was a kid i I didn't own it i would rent it so that was definitely a situation where like you know if you you didn't beat it in the weekend next weekend do you rent the same game again or do you choose something entirely new and and more often than not i would try new games right uh but yeah uh, i guess kind of in the same boat uh my kid is starting to show an appreciation for games too so i i booted up uh, a, a game called grow home um this weekend or maybe earlier in the week i can't quite remember but uh you did mention last time you spoke well i i tried that f- yeah so i guess i tried that last weekend and then he, we played it again this weekend but um i'd originally tried that back when last year when we were living in vancouver and so that's the first game that he ever held a controller and and tried to press any buttons while looking at it does he, he understand what he's doing uh, well certainly the first time he didn't before he was two years old he he had no comprehension like he he knew things were happening because he was holding a controller but he didn't have the motor skills to make anything of that. Um, but yeah, this time around, he's two and a half, and he's picked up the controller, and he still can't accomplish any impressive feats. Uh, but he can intentionally look around, and he can intentionally make the character walk, and he was pressing the jump button and marveling at how his character was jumping. Uh, oh, wow. So it, it's it's... You know, I wish I had some more games that I could think of. Like, maybe I do in my massive collection. But uh, I wish I had some more games that were just completely no stress and, like, able to just give him the controller and let him play some stuff. Because I think that's kind of what popped this question into my head about uh, what we're hoping to talk about today, which is (laughs) uh, death in video games. Uh, So in this game, you you start on an island... And if you walk into the water, your robot character falls apart, and then you're immediately like respawn at like a, a teleporter type machine. Um, and you know my kid is completely fine with that. Like, is when that happens, he he knows that something happened. He says, "Oh no!" And then <laughs> you you teleport, and he's like, "Robot rebuilt." 
So, <laughs> nice. so he's 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 happy about it, and it's it's an okay game because there's no challenges that are thrown at you. Like there's no enemies you have to dodge, for example. Mm. Uh, no spikes you have to avoid. Um, right. So it seems like for a beginner, it's it's kind of a good place to start. But um, I guess. My kind of curiosity is, what do you think of these days of death in video games? Like, I, we kind of grew up playing a lot of games like Contra and Ninja Gaiden and, and whatnot, which are, like, super difficult. And, and I think there's a, a completely different approach to death in a game like that as opposed to a lot of more modern things such as, uh, like, Fez, for example, where you die and you're just immediately right back where you were. Right. Um... Wow, uh, very open-ended question. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we obviously didn't prepare uh, specifically for the topic other than um, deciding it ahead of time. I, yeah. I was approaching it more philosophical, mm. I guess. Like, what, what do I think? How do I think death should be addressed in video games? Or, like, uh, what's my preferred um, yeah. way to have death? So I, I might, I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can tackle the question. Uh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> We can cut some of the silence. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> sure. Okay. It'll be a, it'll be a long contemplative uh, uh, episode this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so like you were, you've been playing Contra recently, and right. and you were expressing that you're probably going to give up on that because it's just so hard. You keep dying. So. Well, yeah. So a, a preference I've had for at least that kind of like you know just really hardcore action game, really for like my whole life, kind of is like is um infinite continues I yeah mean, why not a game can just get progressively harder and harder and harder and some people don't have the skill to be able to finish the game yeah. so like for example i don't know the hardest game i can think of that i've finished is the original adventure island that game i mean it's it's beyond anything i've ever played in the later stages beyond anything i've ever played like yeah ninja gaiden is not even close uh uh, Ghosts and Goblins is not even close. It's just incredibly difficult. And I think, like, it's not that it's such a popular game, but, like, if yeah. it was, people would be discussing, like, how far did you get? Like, yeah. I can only get to this level. I can only get to that level. So I think you can design a game with Infinite Continues such that, like, that that's... It's not guaranteed that you're going to beat the game. Like, yeah. I, I if, you've, if you play a lot of arcade games um and you have enough quarters you will always beat them yeah so like, exactly you can take those arcade games right and and port them to a home console system and you're faced with a choice you either limit the number of continues or which can frustrate some people of course right yeah because they just want to play what they played in the arcade and suddenly there's you know i can only continue five times before i had like 20 quarters and i'd play farther yeah. um, or just give them infinite continues and then they beat it the day they buy it and that's it right yeah exactly um yeah so so contra is the is the the latter of the two, I guess, where they have a limit of continues and it's like, it's frustrating kind of, I mean, Contra's always been that way. Um, but I don't know, like some, some of the earlier Contras just weren't as tough. I would prefer, I would think I would prefer a tougher game with infinite continues. Yeah. It's just my style maybe. So like Ninja Gaiden's of course, a classic example. You could play that all night and not finish it, but that would be, you're limited by your skill, not just like the number of continues. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I yeah, mean, I, I, I think just sorry, kind of bringing it back to like pointing out kind of the difference between the older, more retro games or whatever and newer. I do see that a lot more in newer games where just you can just continue forever and there's no concept of, of uh, like I ran out of continues, I'm dead. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I 
mainly play retro games, as you know. Um, obviously, Contra Four is a newer game, new newish or game that's kind mm. of maintaining that. But I, I think it's a it's meant to be like a throwback, right? People want it to feel like Contras. Yeah, I, I think you know there was Ninja Gaiden Two, for example. Uh, I I thought that worked really well. Like you said, you had infinite continues, but they did still give you a little bit of punishment with it. Like you know, if there's stage five one, and you complete that, but then you go to stage five two, and you lose enough times, then you have to go back to stage five one. Yes, which is perfect. I think. I, I, I think that sort yeah. of thing works because it, it's not you don't have to play the entire game all over again like you did in Battletoads, uh, but it it does give you just a little bit of a, a punishment that uh, you have to really earn it. Yeah, motivates you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Although that's interesting too because that can be frustrating when you get to these later levels where like say there's a world say there's four stages per world and yeah there's eight worlds and like world eight is just impossible yeah it's, <laughs> it's eight three that's impossible so you beat one then you beat two and then you try three million times die, yeah continue back to eight one you know like that can be frustrating going through that cycle yeah which happens in adventure island um but uh interestingly like um super mario brothers yeah uh one and two the original ones on the original nintendo like not not uh, with the turnips and stuff, but the one in J- the lost levels one. Mm. Um, we're exactly that style. You can continue, but you're back to world one of the four stages, or right. sorry, stage one of four in the world. But then when they ported the game to um, Mario All Stars, uh, Mario Two or Lost Levels or whatever was considered so hard that they let you save yeah. uh, with, at, at the stage and not the world. Yeah, which was I don't know. I almost think like that would be an interesting approach to the game. You could have one big game mario x and it could be that many levels but maybe only in the later levels you continue at the stage because mm-hmm. they know you're just going to be frustrated doing whatever however many hard stages all in one jump yeah i've never seen it done um one game that i i finished i think at the end of last year was um uh they bleed pixels oh you finished it i i enjoyed the game i i kind of just played halfway so yeah uh Anyway. Yeah, well, I I remember I was playing that one, and uh, I was playing that like while I was doing job hunting and stuff. So like I ended up beating that in the hotel, I believe, here in Montreal while I was like house hunting. <laughs> nice. Uh, and it, it was that was an interesting game because that was a game that if they didn't have infinite continues, I just I never would have finished it it was it was absolutely brutally hard and it required like perfect timing for so much of it um Mm. but they had a really interesting system in that where it didn't save uh stage by stage or world by world It, it it saved in a way where as you killed enemies you were able to uh build up a a save meter and once it got full as long as you were able to stand still and not have any enemies nearby, it would it would create a checkpoint for you. Establish a save point. Right? Yeah, and and yeah. I I f- I think for modern difficult games like that, something like that definitely works because you you have to earn your checkpoints. It's not the equivalent of just having a save state, but it's a, they a they cool make system. it difficult to earn those checkpoints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um another uh i guess interesting example <clears throat> excuse me have you i think we mentioned it before you've played uh gunpoint right yep 
Yeah, I finished that one. Yeah. So, um, uh, not focusing on the game itself, but more just its system. Um, mm. I, th- I thought it was interesting where you can die, but you just start right back alive, right? Yeah. But, but the challenge isn't in surviving the level without dying. The challenge is in, I mean, there was little parts where you had to do something clever to not die or whatever, but it was kind of a puzzle game mm. in a way, right? So where they did that for you, but ultimately it's still up to you to solve the puzzle optimally. Yeah. Um, was was interesting because then like simply not dying was no longer the main thing. And and the fact they were kind of, they were giving you the gimme was was okay because it was still up to you to do well enough to undo the puzzle and not not back yourself into a corner. Right. So I think it, it yeah, it depends on what the focus of like a lot of these action games is maybe. Yeah. So so I guess that I, I was unfortunately trying to find it and I couldn't. Uh, there was an article I remember like three or four years ago on Gama Sutra that was specifically like, is death an overused mechanic in games? Because uh, it, it seems like it's it's used as a punishment. And I don't know, it, it, it was a system that I just accepted as a kid. Like obviously... <laughs> You're playing Mario. You you die and that's it. You have to st- start your game all over again. That's that's just the way it is. Oh, it's um, so well established as a as like a pattern, right? Yeah. Uh, do you find that you've got less patience for that now as an adult? <laughs> um, I think so. I mean, I don't know. It again. I think it depends on the way the game is structured maybe like i'm talking about playing rockman x again mm. it's fun right and it's exactly that system like I, I i can see like like if games if that trope wasn't established so early and and the idea of like dying in a video game was a weird thing it might be a very jarring experience to play rockman but um like all these games since we grew up it was all about like running through a level and not dying right so mm. it's weird just the perspective is what is what makes the difference maybe but um certainly i guess with newer games like that's going back to say gunpoint um if that was what it was all about like you have to die if you die five times you're out of the you know game over yeah i think i would get much i would get frustrated because my i'm playing the game not to like run through a level and and do something awesome and survive and be like yes i did it like I, i would play uh ninja gaiden or something right if that's what i want or that style of game um if the point of the game is different then yes having death be like this significant thing can be quite frustrating i think and especially like newer games indie games i i tend to look for more quirky games so yeah uh, that can be quite frustrating as like a thing i think Mm. Uh, what about you you're asking the question so i assume you have some uh, perspective well i think maybe i have less interest these days in in those old school games like ninja gaiden or contra whatever like I think these days I'm a lot more interested in games that have a narrative to it. Yeah. Um, and and one thing that I find absolutely frustrating is, you know, any RPG I've ever played where they have a save point and then they have a massive cutscene or uh, exposition in the story and then you have a boss. And <laughs> then you die to that boss and you have to restore your save point and you have no choice but to hammer the button all over again to get through all of the dialogue. You know, it's like, that is so incredibly common. <laughs> so incredibly frustrating. I think that that should be like gaming design 101 is like if you are going to have massive amounts of story, have a save point afterwards. Yeah. 
Definitely. Not before. Definitely. <laughs> or let me click through it, right? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's... And that's that's one thing that I've been finding really frustrating because I've been playing through Persona 4 recently. Uh, and there have been, I think, four or five occasions now where I've played the game through a dungeon for about an hour, and then I die. And you just you've lost all that progress uh that was always frustrating as well yep it, i hated that and it you know it wasn't so bad in the, like you know dragon quest for example you die and you're resurrected in town and you've you've taken a penalty of like <laughs> half your money or something but you still have all that experience that you've gained and whatever items and stuff you found so it, yep. it didn't feel like you've just thrown an hour out the window Whereas with Persona, it's it's really frustrating. And it's like, it, it, on the one hand, it, it makes the dungeons more tense because you, you, you know that death it's has scary. a stronger penalty to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's really frustrating to, to get to that point where you've, you've put an hour in and then you start a fight uh, and the enemies get first strike and they just kill your main character before you get a chance to do any sort of reaction. And... Mm-hmm. You know, in that particular game, if your three allies die, you get to keep fighting. But if your character dies, that's it. Game over. No fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Um, I'll pull back to my typical, like, way retro perspective. But <laughs> mm. um, I know you're not a huge, huge fan of the early Final Fantasies. But some of those were, like, so unfair mm. uh, with exactly that. Like especially number two of all the games was just so unfair yeah so so unfair you'd basically you'd go deep in this dungeon and it's got like eight floors or something and you get to like the seventh floor and there's just two paths and you're like yeah. uh okay <laughs> like and this is before they came up with save points yeah, yeah so you yeah. go down one path and it's the wrong path so guess what the result is it's like this enormous golem thing that won't let you run away that kills you in one hit <laughs> okay so flip a coin to yeah. redo the level or not Right. And you've been there for like an hour and a half, you know, hacking at this level or like they'd have like treasure chests. So you walk into this room and there's three treasure chests. Yeah. You open the first one. It's this great item. Awesome. So, of course, you're going to open the next two, open the next one. And it's like a golem jumps out and you, it's insta death. Yeah, and that's it. It's like, it's they, you know, remember like the I think we talked about them, deja vu and stuff. Like yeah. The, um, old info, Infocom games where it's like you you choose to go right at the wrong time and just die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like exactly that kind of mechanic. I mean that I have zero 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 patience for that. I never did, but like now of course as like a busier adult person it's just come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's no fun. Can can you imagine if like in Mario Kart uh if instead of Lakitu coming and rescuing you were just dead when you drove that's off it. the side. <laughs> <laughs> um and then they like they put uh, courses like Rainbow Road at the very end, so you have to like replay everything constantly. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that game that would, would have caught good. on. Uh, yeah, it definitely <laughs> not with me. It wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. and yet, yeah, and yet, to a large extent, that's what a lot of racing games are like. Like, if there's a lot of racing games where if you wreck your car, that's it. It's game over. Your career is done. Yeah, I don't play a ton of racing games. That that must be. I mean, that kind of thing is definitely frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably all about balance, too. I mean, some people want realism, right? Like, I've, I'm kind of a fan of realism when it's something I, I really like. Yeah, I, I'm, a flight I'm, simulator. 
yeah, sure. That's not <laughs> exactly something I like. I'm trying to think of a really good example. Maybe SimCity. Yeah. I mean, not that that's super realistic, but you know, it's kind. Of, it's not like magic things happen. It's, it's modeled kind of realistically, right? So yeah. I'm happy to have that realistic experience. But if if it was racing, I'm just not interested in cars and racing. So I just want something more like Mario Kart that's silly. Yeah. So I don't know. Some people want that that permadeath experience, I guess. Speaking um, speaking of permadeath, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, yes. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, Ogre Battle. So, so that's that's one thing that I find interesting, though, is like if because um, I'm playing Final Fantasy Tactics right now as well, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like as far as a tactical game goes, that has the perfect solution. Uh, because in Fire Emblem, if your character dies, that's it. Like there's there's no chance to resurrect them. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Uh, right. And so the average person that plays that game, uh, as soon as you lose your character, they just reset it and start the battle all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's a, it's better with Final Fantasy Tactics because when you when someone dies, you've got a timer, and you've got yeah. the ability that you can go and you can resurrect them. And they also give it so that there is a potential advantage to to letting someone die because they leave those little crystals behind where you can learn their abilities or or get a treasure chest or whatever so it's like i in that particular game i was much less likely to restart than i was in in fire emblem right uh well would you prefer (laughs) that it not be permadeath would you prefer like just they never expire and at the end of the battle everyone comes back maybe um yeah I mean, you I, know, I, I, I think. Uh, go on. <laughs> uh, I I did play through Valkyria Chronicles recently, and that was the system that was there, mm. I believe. Uh, right. Or maybe I was just so awesome that I never had a character die <laughs> permanently. Um, well, but uh, if if you have a character who's central to the story at the very least, if they die, uh, then th- they're still you're still able to use them in the next battle. Right. I so see. I don't know. It, it's it's fun. Um, I I feel like as 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 long as the overall game mechanics are fun. I don't know. I I think there's a problem when you have a game like Fire Emblem where where your choice is to restart the battle because you lost a character. I agree. I think it's a it's a weird trade off because I actually like permadeath in that I think it makes it more interesting. It's it's more like you care about the characters mm-hmm. a lot. Like. Kind of like what you're saying in Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's like maybe someone died, and it would be advantageous to not resurrect them because it's your only chance of winning the battle, or because whatever other reason, mm. you know, you just resetting is is a disadvantage, or you don't you're not as confident that you could beat this battle, or whatever, right? For whatever mm. reason, uh, and it just adds an interesting element, kind of. I, I do understand why it's super frustrating, but maybe I mean I just like simulations or some some yeah. element of that is interesting. So if death is not this trivial thing that doesn't matter, um, I, I don't know. I just, uh, it makes things tense and it just makes the story, like your personal story uh, of playing the game unique kind of like, you know, for me, that character died at this stage and then I got this other character who was strong and whatever, right? Like versus someone else who might've carried some character through the whole game or something. Right. Mm. Um, but of course, I mean, it's just very, very hard to maybe make a game and do that well. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's just, I have played many, many games uh, where that's just a very frustrating thing, right? One thing that I've always found weird is that you've got a game like uh, 
and and sorry to spoil this game that's o- like a decade and a half or or more old but uh final fantasy 7 <laughs> i actually wanted to bring that up you've you've I got know. a world that exists where you're constantly in battle and people are constantly dying and you're reviving them either with materia or with items and then all of a sudden halfway through the story a character is killed and that's it they're and dead they're killed really killed <laughs> and every single person that's been playing this series forever asks the question uh, why not phoenix down what's going on yeah it's inconvenient for the, it's, the it's, touching story they wanted to build. It's so weird to build a world where in your lore you've got the ability to resurrect people and then you have them die permanently due to the story. <laughs> they could have done like, I don't know, it was like like Superman's kryptonite or you know something that especially yeah. kills someone that, so that they're really not coming back or something. That yeah. was actually exactly for the reason you brought it up. Uh, a reason uh, is why I, I, I was thinking of, of kind of mentioning that particular game. I mean, what I like, this goes back, this is what I was thinking of talking about, more of the philosophical kind of the, the approach to death that the yeah. game takes. I actually, so look at Rockman, for example. Yeah. Um, he dies a million times when you're playing, but like we assume that that didn't really happen kind of, right? Like yeah. if you were to, if they adapted Rockman X or Mega Man X or whatever into uh, a comic book or a movie. He wouldn't would die. But if they did, <laughs> he wouldn't die like four or five times and then just, come back like you just you know yeah. the, the kind of canonical like what actually happened when you beat the game is that he just actually never died yeah. and all your times you played and died just weren't real kind of right yeah whereas like in final fantasy 7 people are really dying and really coming back to life and then one character is really dying and that's it for yeah. some reason it, it's just like they're just kind of i don't know they're trivializing death in a way yeah i almost like the rockman x approach where you know they're not really dying because yeah. then you can like if in the narrative people die, well, they died, right? Even when I died earlier and came back because I had three lives, like that—that that was just a story arc that wasn't real. Yeah. Whereas in Final Fantasy VII, someone died. You're still playing. The story is still continuing, and then they are resurrected. It's just weird to me. Yeah. And even like the old, uh, like Dragon Quest games, like I think some of the Final Fantasies started like you don't die, you're like disabled from combat or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but Dragon Quest, you die. You are a ghost, or like they, they had you in yeah, a coffin yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember right? that. And they just, you can, it was, I don't know, it was cool, but it trivial. Like dying felt like nothing because like, you just bring them back to life. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like in this world, like, do people ever die, die? Right? <laughs> I don't know. Only of old age. Yeah, I uh, guess. <laughs> or if they're a villain. Diseased. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That that to me it didn't it never bothered me in Final Fantasy IV because uh, you've got Palam and Porum, who turn to stone, and they they, they 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 can't be turned back from stone because it was something that they did of their own free will as opposed to a spell being cast on them. Yeah, uh, and to me then that made sense with Tella as well. Like he apparently dies because he overexerts himself with magic. And and Sid maybe when you when you think he sacrificed himself. Well, he he ends up being completely healthy. Like he's brought, he's healed, uh, in the dwarven kingdom or whatever. But to me, it, but it seems I understand. But you think he's dead, or you, yeah, you're led to believe that. So yeah, and and it know. seems interesting because you know Sid falls from an impossible height into like potentially lava or something while explosions yeah. are going off, and and is somehow healed. Whereas 
Tella just he casts so much magic that he he dies and it, it's it's almost like the health points are completely recoverable via the phoenix downs or whatever whereas magic is your actual life source yeah uh, um interesting i guess thought i don't know if that was ever like <laughs> if you're reading into it that way yeah, or maybe. if that was their clear intention with making it i don't know um yeah you know that game had a lot of death in it i remember that yeah like all your characters are dying or almost dying or like this town gets blown up and all the innocent people burn to death or whatever. It's just like, geez, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, two games that I wanted to mention while you were talking about the idea of like trivializing, trivializing death, uh, where you've got some characters that die and some that don't. Uh, a couple games that I think treated that interestingly. One is Rogue Legacy. Uh, okay. I don't know if you ever gave that one a shot, but it, it's like a Castlevania-style game. Uh, and the whole idea is that every time you die, you you get to leave behind a legacy for your heir, and then they take up okay. your quest where you left off. So every okay. So you can go through the dungeon and die infinite numbers of times. And every every time a new hero joins, they're your descendant, and they've got like uh, giantism or uh, color blindness or or some weird genetic anomaly. Uh, <laughs> but it but it's it, but it's interesting because it was a roguelike where the deaths are permanent, but incorporated into the plot. Yeah, that's a cool approach. That's uh, actually kind of a, a silly, maybe but <laughs> yeah. super silly, but. Yeah, whereas, you know, most games that you play like that, you know, if you're playing back to the original Ultima or whatever, you can die and restart. It's kind of like a roguelike. Like, you go into these dungeons and get your items or whatever, and if you die, you're resurrected and you don't have any of your items anymore. Um, but you're the same character. Right. Uh, um, and the other I haven't played it, but it sounds interesting. It's it's fun. Uh, it, was, it was an indie game. came out, I don't know, four years ago or so, and... Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, cool. And the other one, which I never got around to playing, but I, I remember uh, when back in 2013, I think you and I went to PAX. Yeah. Um, and there was a present. There was a talk that we went to, or at least I went to, a, with a, a couple of different companies. And one of the games that was being talked about there was one called Life Goes On. Um, Not ringing a bell, actually. It's it's kind of like a, a a puzzle platformer game as well, and the idea behind mm. that is uh, you have to use your characters for their descendants to finish the dungeon. Like sac like yeah like like if sacrificed himself in this place for yeah so like if if there's a pit of spikes that you can't jump across, you jump onto the spikes and you die. And then the next then, person that comes along gets to use you as a platform. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know if trivializing death is the right word. Perhaps. Uh, no, I, th- I think it's incorporating. It's, yeah. yeah, I think it's like the opposite of trivializing. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like it's making it. Uh, they're they're firmly acknowledging that you have died. Right. Yeah. Um, have uh, Have you played much of the original Lemmings? Uh, I, th- I think I beat the original have. one. Well, the Super Nintendo okay. version. Sure. Well, anyway, um, that's a, I mean, 
kind of in the same vein a little bit, but like you had to rescue X percent of your lemmings. And yeah. sometimes to rescue them, some had to die, right? Like one guy would have to dig through the ground and fall in lava and melt or, you know, whatever. Just it, the way it worked was you just in some levels couldn't rescue everyone. It was just worked into the, the puzzle design of it. So, I mean, that kind of was trivializing death because they're these stupid creatures you don't really care about and there's just a, a number on them. It's They're almost like points kind of, yeah. right? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Incorporation of death as a as a meaningful mechanic is kind of interesting, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what are you playing right now? Um. Well, I I actually was getting rather into Rockman X. Uh, I know I just mentioned it was something I was kind of doing fifteen minutes here, fifteen minutes there. But mm. um, I don't know. It's been fun to play again. So I'm I think I'm actually going to play through that series again. Uh, nice. As I, uh, uh, I don't know, introduce games to my young one. Um, yeah. That kind of, that works for me now. Is is games that I can do in short bursts. Uh, uh, games where, um, it's interesting enough that my daughter can watch it and not get super bored. Uh, you know, um, so portable games are hard because she wanders away from them. RPGs, she gets bored or would get bored. I'm certain. Uh, so probably stick to that and similar games so gonna go through rockman x uh, and then probably maybe i was thinking of uh uh taking a stab at super ghouls and ghosts <laughs> which is bloody impossible but yeah. um i do know someone who's beaten it <laughs> all right so obviously uh talking about death and, and difficulty in games you're not turned yes. off of playing anything <laughs> <laughs> yes how about you uh, I'm actually playing through a ridiculous amount of games all simultaneously at the moment. Nice. Um, I've been there and done that. Yeah. So I'm I still, you know, almost three months in now to Persona 4. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think I'm about three quarters of the way through the game. Um, finally, finally moved my PlayStation 3 uh, in front of my exercise bike. So now I'm, I'm trying to keep pedaling while I play. Um, you find it works? Your brain doesn't just shut off one of the activities? Uh, it depends on what I'm doing. Like, if I'm trying to actually read the story and focus on it, then it's like... A, reading I, is... Yeah, reading is exactly the one. I find when I'm reading, actually, my, I just stop pedaling. Yeah, yeah. I, I basically would just stop pedaling, and then uh, once I'm able to walk around and, and do, like, buying items and stuff again, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's it's it's weird, but you know, pedaling the whole time I'm doing uh, fights and dungeons and stuff is is better than just sitting there literally doing nothing with my body. Yeah. Um, yep. I used to exercise a lot while playing uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, that game. <laughs> um, and sorry, I'm I'm breaking into your story, but um, uh, you'd if you remember this game, which I hate so much, but like the whole second half of the game, all you'd ever need to do in a battle was just use all your gfs and yeah. then you'd watch all the pretty animations and you'd win yeah. every single time without failure so yeah. i i since i didn't care about the game and it was not interesting and it was broken i would literally <laughs> do that for every single fight and while the big long ridiculous like full one minute animation or whatever is happening i just exercise <laughs> so the game was so i don't know un like my my input was so unrequired that i spent more time exercising than like pressing buttons playing Final Fantasy eight yeah anyway so so I I just did a quick search and I I don't think this is the long oh I think uh, I think Ark and Final Fantasy 9 may have been the longest but uh yeah and Final Fantasy 8 
the Eden Summon. There's a YouTube video here that's two minutes, 22 seconds. Christ. <laughs> <sighs> so I, <sighs> I, I haven't clicked on it to, to confirm whether or not that's like slow motion or the whole video or what, but... Uh, oh, man. That, that whole game, man. Oh, that's going to be... Yeah. Anyway, please. It starts at 34 on. seconds and goes to 50 seconds okay so it's so it's it you know it's only about 16 seconds long but still that's if you have to watch that more than one time that's pretty not fun i'm i'm not sure if there was summons that were longer but i mean when you're in this supposedly like fast-paced battle and you've seen that animation literally hundreds of times or whatever it's like yeah 16 seconds i guarantee feels like a full two minutes easily yeah Oh man, uh, so yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm working through Persona Four, and then uh, through my lunches, uh, I'm generally playing Endless Legend, which is uh, a fantasy themed game that's somewhat similar to Civilizations. Um, okay. And I guess that's that's actually something that uh, had kind of spurred my thought process on death in video games, because it's it's kind of interesting in that. You raise your armies, you have individual units that you make, and they die and they're gone. So they, you know, it feels somewhat important to keep them and and use them carefully. But at the same time, you also have heroes, which are much harder to acquire. But when they die, they just go to town and have to heal for a little while before you get to use them again. (laughs) I see, (laughs) Got it. Okay. So that, Interesting. That, that seemed kind of weird to me. Uh, yeah, you'd feel less afraid to, to throw your legend into some risky battle than these troops you've spent all this time raising up, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then I'm also playing Final Fantasy Tactics at the same time on the, right. on, the, on the PSP during my commutes. And then every now and then I convince Andrea to play a game with me. So we've been playing Ibn Ab. Nice. Uh, and then with my son, I've been playing Grow Home. Cool. So wow. you do, you you do. I I did exactly this for quite a while, where I had a different game per like kind of time block in my schedule because I was in a different place. Or, yeah. You know, this is my portable game time. This is my my with somebody time, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, um, yeah. I am still playing uh, uh, Zelda, um, Super Nintendo Zelda with the wife. We took a long, long, long break, um, mostly because. Uh, new job, got yeah, busy, yeah. had to travel, blah blah blah, and uh, I don't know. New baby is on the way, so it's kind of there's a, the countdown is on if we're gonna finish it. Or yeah, not. yeah. Uh, so that's still kind of ongoing. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, it, it's not that bad at first because when they're when they're young enough, you can get to just like kind of hold them in their hold them in your lap, and they'll fall asleep in your lap while you're watching a movie or whatever. But uh, you know, you you guys have a second kid this time around, exactly. so <laughs> good luck You're with that. You're depending on things syncing up <laughs> yeah. with some consistency, which is a a huge assumption. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Before we uh, uh, conclude here, I don't know why it just feels very related to me, even though it's not explicitly death, and it's back to this game I hate so much. But do you remember in Final Fantasy VIII, the pointless, really frustrating card game you could play with people randomly that was annoying? Yeah. Yeah, um, and how when you like lost the card game, you'd lose one of your cards. Yeah, yeah, I, that to me was exactly kind of like an example of permadeath done wrong. Yeah, because uh, I mean it wasn't permadeath, but like it's like 
a strong character in Final Fantasy Tactics dying and then they're not on your army anymore, right? Like you lose that card and now you, you're guaranteed not to win anymore if that was like your one good card and there's a lot of strong players yeah. you need to fight or something, right? And to me, part of the reason that it was so sucky was, I mean, it was a side quest, right? Like this is not, this card game is not the main thing you're doing. So like... I don't know. I'm not saying, like, since it's a side quest, just make it super easy for me. But, like, if I'm going to have to deal with something, with, like, such a big hit, it's, of course, just going to turn me off the activity, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. A lot of people were, I don't, I think it was the version that was in 9. A lot of people apparently really love that, but uh, I don't know. I'm not uh, not big I, on it. I, it, I, I as, when it comes to eight, I enjoyed a lot of the music. I think. Uh, oh, I hated the music. I think Umatsu did a decent job. Um, oh, I hated the music. I I really, 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 really enjoyed the music in the demo, which I found out later was just ripped directly from the rock, which then they changed into a entirely uninspired yeah, yeah. tune. And then uh, that that the was my was, favorite track. Music was okay. What's that? That was my favorite track. It was really disappointing that that wasn't in the final game. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite track. That was the only track I really liked. Laguna's battle music was interesting, I guess. Or mm. I, I don't know what the right, like the do 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 that one, that one. Yeah, everything. I I hated like the Balam Garden like elevator music. I hated the overworld. I hated everything. stop it! I hated everything. All of it. All of it. All of it. I I liked the music during the the boss of the game. Uh, um, it, it starts I'm off sure with I'd kind of like an I acoustic guitar thing. Uh, I don't know. I I had I had that was the only redeeming thing. Uh, <laughs> and 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 to be honest, at the time, I thought the computer animation was out of the this world. Like, uh, if 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 you compare impressive. it to the stuff that was in film at the time, like it, that was a little bit after Toy Story and stuff. Like, I I think the actual technology was good but when it comes to anything that was remotely related to the plot or the gameplay or, the <laughs> or any of the visuals yeah. or any of the characters or the gameplay yes yeah uh yeah i'm not just like i i stress i'm not just being hard on this game because it's like funny or something like i could i could go into details about why i hate every aspect okay. i just that game for me is it really didn't do it I, really I, really everything I, I think we've talked about how much we hate that game so many <laughs> times that we could piece together many conversations into a coherent yeah, we'll just novel. edit them all together into a podcast <laughs> <laughs> just read them that'll be the podcast it'll just, yeah it'll just be clips of us saying man remember that game we hate let's not talk uh, about that yeah speaking of death man uh, yeah actually do, do, do you ever read the theory that the, the the whole idea behind that game is that you die during the the little opening animation and that the the whole game is squall's imagination as he is dying uh no is that something someone just made up or is that like yeah legit? no it's 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 not uh it's not canon by any means but it's it's a theory that someone like wrote a really really long thing about uh squall dead oh no one of the the second result that comes up is squall's dead debunked <sighs> sad okay anyway uh i i think i think uh, just to to finish off I, I think death can be very good but 
I think if it's going to be used to punish the the player, you've, you've got to just be careful that you don't punish them so hard that they want to give up on the game. Yep, I agree. And I, I like it when death is not trivialized through the story or just the setting or whatever. And I also like it, like the Final Fantasy VII example is pretty key where they desynchronize the gameplay with the narrative. I hate it when that happens. Mm. It doesn't take just death to do that, but I mean, it's an easy way to do it since yeah. so many games you're dying. I, I, I feel like that they could have handled that better. Like a sword through yeah. the stomach shouldn't kill someone in that world. Like it, yeah. it should take some, something bigger than that. Yeah, they could have written something in, right? She could have... I'm just going to make something off the top of my head. She could have been from a line of... I, I don't know. Like It's kind of like some. there's a, a way you can permanently banish people, mm. like kill them, and that she was killed in that particular way or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, good talking with you. Till next time, mate.